Welcome to Emerge, and this is our podcast. Emerge is a place where we're all about raising champions fully devoted to Christ. We want to say thank you for joining us today. We hope that this message encourages and uplifts you. Enjoy the message. Two weeks ago, we began a new series titled Mission Possible, and we're going to continue in the part two of that this morning. Father, we thank you. We exalt your name. The entrance of your word brings light, brings understanding. We pray, Father, that you will speak to us this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this morning, I'm talking on what I've titled Good News. Good news, good news, good news. I thought someone would be excited about hearing good news. Man, good news, good news, good news. My wife, um, she's, she's not here today, so I can talk about her. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, she, she never likes watching the news. You know, so it's, whenever we have a conversation that has to do with politics, for example, it's, you know, it's usually a very short conversation. We start and we end just like that, you know, because she, she, she doesn't know what's going on. So last week, for example, I asked her, I said, oh, um, you know, do, do you know um, Alexandra um, Ocasio-Cortez? Um, I said, do you know Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez? She said, who's that? I said, who's that? I said, babe, don't worry. <laughs> next, next topic, because if you don't know who she is, then we have to first of all find out you know who she is before we now bring you up to date to what's happening. So when it comes to those kind of conversations, I can't really have it with her. And that's because she doesn't watch, she doesn't like watching the news. You know, the only time she watches is maybe when I'm there with her. And the reason is very simple. She said the, the news is full of bad news. The, 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 the news, you, you hardly find things that are encouraging on the news. You turn on CNN, it's a breaking news. When last did you see a breaking news that was good news? You know, if it's breaking news, it has to be bad news. You know, oh, what happened again? Oh, breaking news, we're coming to your life from what else happened again, right? And that's why she stays away from that. And I understand that because in a world where there are so many bad things and evil happening around you, You need good news. You need good news. Things that would encourage you. Things that would inspire you. John 1.5 says, For the light shines in darkness, and darkness could not comprehend it. Even in the midst of bad news, even in the midst of negativity, I see God bringing good news your way in the mighty name of Jesus. While others are saying there is a casting down, Job 22 verse 29, others will say there is a what? There's a lifting up. So the fact that everyone is going through a demotion, that doesn't have to be your lot. And that would not be your lot. The fact that everyone is affected by the economy, that would not be your lot. In the mighty name of Jesus. Job 22 29, while others are saying there is a casting down, you will say there is a what? There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. Jesus brought the good news. He brought what? The good news. That's what the gospel is about. He didn't bring bad news. He didn't bring threatening news. He brought the good news. 
how Jesus went about. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. Acts 10.38. And he went about doing good. Not doing bad. He went about doing good and healing those who were oppressed. Oppressed by the devil. Oppressed by the enemy. He went about doing what? Good. He was healing people. He was feeding people. He was taking people out of debt. That is the mission of Christ. It's a mission that is possible forever. Forever. Let me take you into Luke chapter, Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. We'll read from verse 16 to 21. Something very interesting happened in this, in this particular chapter. Luke 4 from verse 16 says, So he came to Nazareth, that's Jesus, where he had, be, where he had been brought up. And, when, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the, day, on, the, on the day Sabbath day and stood up to read. And when he had handed the book of prophet Isaiah, and he was handed the book of prophet Isaiah, sorry, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, that's Jesus now, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendants and sat down. And his eyes, and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And guess the next thing he said. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Today, this scripture, the prophecy that Isaiah gave in Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel, to heal the broken heart. The prophecy, Jesus said, today, this scripture is being fulfilled. The fact that you're looking at me, the fact that you can hear me, guess what? That good news is here. That healing is here. Amen. That deliverance is what is here. Come on, say it. It is here for me. It is here for me. This can be called the job description of Jesus. Why he came. The first thing he says, he came to preach good news to the poor. He came to preach good news to the poor. The poor is not just someone who is poverty stricken. The poor is not just someone who doesn't have enough money. The poor can also be someone who is, who, who, who is bad. The poor can also be someone who has a defect. The poor can be people who live in impoverished communities. The poor can also be someone who has been afflicted. So Jesus is saying that I did not create you to be poor. When I created you, you were good, you were beautiful, you were wonderful. I did not create you to live a life of poverty. I did not create you to live a life where you were not valued. I did not create you to be meaningless. I did not create you for people to make you feel inferior. So he says, I have brought the good news 
to counter everything that people define you to be which I haven't called you. Never allow anyone to call you who God hasn't called you. No. Never allow your identity to be compromised. Never. He has brought the good news to the poor. I overheard my, my daughter. I have a six-year-old. She'll be seven next week. My daughter will be seven next week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember? Uh-huh. I had, yeah. That, yeah, Ira. Yeah, yeah. She's gone. Yeah. She just did, she just, she had this hair. She did his hair last week. You know, was flowing down like this. I was like, hey, Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> you know, my daughter is, she'll be seven next week and I overheard her talking to her mom. They were having a conversation. I was there in the living room, but she was talking to her mom. And, you know, just a very light conversation. And she was like, oh, you know, there's this boy in our class, you know, that, no, not that kind of boy. <laughs> you know, I know the, the, the guy is always, you know, um, you know, jokingly says, no, you're a boy, you're a boy. You know when kids are playing, you know, you're like a boy, you're a boy and everything. And, man, man I didn't take it as funny. I said, hey, come here. Who? Who's calling you a, who's the boy? Who's calling you a boy? What? You would never, does your teacher know? You make sure you tell your teacher, he should never call you a boy again. My wife was like, calm down, Mr. my friend, your conversation is finished, my conversation. <laughs> I, I, I took it personal. I took it personal. Why, why, why is anyone calling you, Who, how dare them call you a boy? For what, for what reason? Do you look like a boy? <laughs> Tell my wife, I said, call the teacher, I don't want, stories, you know. They already know me in the school. I've been there to do chapel. Don't let them know me a different way. <laughs> and the reason why I took that up is because it's very easy for people to compromise your identity. It's very easy for people to call you who God hasn't called you. Don't let people recreate you. God already created you as the best. So he's, in his word, he says, I have brought good news to the what? To the poor. To the poor. That's the first thing he has come to do. And then the second thing is this. It says to heal the brokenhearted. To bring healing to those who are heartbroken. Has anyone ever experienced a heartbreak here before? Some of you are probably going through a lot right now. You know. Yep. On this side, they said it feels it's very recent. <laughs> to heal the brokenhearted. The brokenhearted. You're in a relationship with someone. Everything is going so well. So well. You're even beginning to talk about marriage. All of a sudden, in a way you can't even explain, he walks away or she walks away. All of a sudden. It could even be things that you're like, just because of this heartbreak, you applied for a job, you went for the first interview. They told you, good job, come for the second one. You went for the second interview. They said, you know what, we really like you. Good job, 
come for the final one. You went for the final interview. And at the final interview, they even told you to get ready to resume in two weeks to expect your letter. And two weeks came. The letter never came. A month came. Two months. Three months. That was my story. Heartbreak. Heartbreak. Studied for an exam. Been writing the exam over and over again. You've studied hard. You've prayed. You've fasted. You prayed on the pen. You fasted on the pen. You laid hands on it. The exam came. You did the exam. The results came. And you were shot by one point or two points. These are real life stories. Heartbreak. Regardless of whatever heartbreak it is you're going through, this morning God is bringing healing into your heart. God is mending every heartbreak in the name of Jesus. A little over a year ago, my wife applied for our internship. She's graduated now, thank God. But the final year of a doctoral program, you have to do an internship. And they would usually match you you know, the way they match like medical students and all that. She applied to 14 places. You know, whenever you're applying to some schools, they tell you to apply to a lot. Just cast your nets, right? 14 places. And we prayed and believed God for a testimony. And then the first rejection came. And the second rejection came. And the third rejection came. And the fourth rejection came. And the fifth rejection came. I was comforting her through those moments. But at a point, she now had to start comforting me. <laughs> when you begin to see rejections back to back, every week, every week, a rejection. And the sixth rejection and the seventh rejection, the eighth rejection, the ninth rejection, the tenth rejection came out of 14 schools. The eleventh rejection came. The twelfth rejection came. Down to two schools. The thirteenth called her for an interview. And after the interview, they called her back and said, you know what, don't come here. It's not a place for you. Called her right after the interview on her way back from the place. One more. One more. The 14th place called her for an interview. A Slack interview, a Skype interview. The 14th one was the best of all the 14 schools. And that was the one that accepted her. I don't know how many times you've applied. I don't know how many places you've been to. I don't know how many kind of rejections you've gotten. But guess what? The best one is waiting for you. Yeah. The best one is coming your way. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. 
A broken heart is not a lifeless heart. It just needs to be mended. God is mending that heart in the name of Jesus. What else did he come to do? He came to proclaim liberty. To do what? To proclaim liberty. When you proclaim something, you're shouting for everyone to hear. My voice now is hard for you to hear my voice. Even if I turn off my mic, you would hear it. When you proclaim, it's not, hey, you know what? You are free. No. Proclaiming is whoever cares to hear, this is the news. You are free. You are what? You are free. Free from your past. Free from the pain. Free from all your mess ups. You are starting today. You are what? You are free. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. He has brought liberty. Never let anyone keep you in the jail that God hasn't kept you. Walk out of there. You're free. You're free. Stop living your life in guilt. Stop living your life in pain. Stop living your life in regret. You are what? Free. Come and say to yourself, I am free. free. Jesus paid the price. He paid the price. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that whoever is in Christ Jesus is a new being. All things have what? Have passed away. Behold, all things are what? Are new. All things are new. You are in Christ now. All things are new. There should be an evidence of the newness whenever we see you. If you used to be the one with the nasty attitude, now that you are new, we should see the nice attitude. If you used to be the proud one, now that you are new, we should see your humble self in Christ. If you used to be the one who would Party wild and drink and smoke and weed yourself up and down. Now that you are new, we should see your what? Your sober self. Sober self. Yeah, sober minded. Like Christ. If you used to be the girls gone wild, you, know, you flash everything to everybody. It's summertime, right? It's time to see the new modest child of God. It's beautiful and confident in ourselves. All things have what? Have passed away. All things are new. You don't have to convince people that you are new. We should be able to see it. We should be able to see it. We should be able to see it. That's the kind of lifestyle you, you should have. A lifestyle of worship. A lifestyle that glorifies God. Everywhere you go, people see you. You enter and they see light. You enter and there is peace in the atmosphere. Just because of the one who is on the inside of you is greater than he who is in the world. It's come to proclaim liberty. Mark chapter 1 verse 15. It says repent and believe in the gospel. Repent and do what? 
and believe in the gospel. Get out of jail. You are free. You know what keeps you bound? The old is what keeps you bound. The old that you are refusing to leave is what keeps you in jail. The prison gate is already open. All Christ is saying is step out into your liberty. Step into your heritage. Step into your freedom. Repent and then believe the gospel. You can't believe the gospel without repenting. Repent first. Stop the old ways. And walk into freedom. Here is the fourth thing I'm going to talk about. It says, to fight for what? Fight for you. He says that, and to proclaim the acceptable day of the Lord. The day of vengeance of the Lord. You know, when someone takes vengeance, it's like someone, the person is fighting for you. And a lot of times when people have hurt you, you want to take vengeance, right? You want to revenge. But Jesus is saying, that's part of my job description. Don't bother about doing it. Let me do it for you. Let me do it for you. <laughs> Let me do it for you. Romans chapter, chapter 8, I think. Romans chapter, chapter 12, sorry. Romans 12, 19. Romans 12, 19 says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Vengeance is mine. I will what? I will repay. I will repay. Spoke about broken hearts, right? There are some people that I'm sure you're thinking of right now that you really want, you want vengeance. You want revenge. They've hurt you so bad and it looks as if they're they are living the life and they've gotten away with it. And it's painful. It's painful. It's like a dark place in your heart. But Jesus is saying, I will what? Repay. Repay. In Matthew 6, where he, talks, where he talks about the Lord's Prayer, the thing he ended with is, forgive others so I can forgive you. The forgiveness we are believing God for is not contingent on our prayers to him. It's contingent on our own forgiveness of others who have wronged us. For some people here, all you have to do is just forgive. And you don't even have to pray that prayer point. Because that's the hindrance between your prayers and God's hears. Whoever has wronged you is not worth God not listening to you. So let it go. And let him fight for you. If I give you guys the microphone now, I'm sure there will be different stories that have just painful and heartbreaking. But regardless of whatever your story is, the summary 
that I will give to you. The summary and the conclusion that Jesus would give to you is let it go. Because vengeance is mine and I will repay. Not the way you want me to repay. Not the time you want me to repay. But I will repay. As I conclude this morning, stop watching other people live their lives. It's time for you to start living yourself. Nobody has your plan and purpose in their hands. It's in the hands of Jesus. And he's just waiting for you to come and take it and to begin to walk in the purpose and the plan he has for you. Stop living. Start walking in liberty. Spread the good news. Let people know that Jesus has come to heal them. Let people know that Jesus has come to proclaim liberty. Wherever you, can, wherever you find yourselves, inspire people. Motivate them. Let them know about the one who has kept you and continues to keep you. He has come to seek and to save. And in the name of Jesus, good news would not escape your household Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. My God will begin to fight for you Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come and rise up on your feet and give God praise this morning. Thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those of you who give to our service. It is because of you we are able to spread the gospel and touch the souls of young adults. If you'd like to give, you can do so on our app, Emerge Champs, or go to our website, www.emergechamps.org. We pray you have a blessed week and see you next time. Bye.